Oh, okay. Yeah, you can. Hello. Oh, okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. Well, do we have an episode for y'all? Buckle up. This is going to be educational, fun, and a blast. Educational as fuck. Today, we have Jessica Lanyato. She has been an astrologer for over 25 years, longer than Berenice has been alive. And <laughs> she was so educational. She's a published author. She talks about this full time. And we got like the tea on astrology, all the good, good. Yeah, so if you're as confused as I am when people tell you you're toxic because you're a Scorpio, <laughs> buckle up, sit down, let's listen. It's not your uh, fault, actually. You could say, okay, there's it's, no- It's on them, it's on them. It's on them. We did no shaming of any um, sun signs because we found that, out, we found out that your sun sign, which is your main zodiac sign, that that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg just a little bit so we learned so much and jessica was a blast so we're just gonna get right into the episode berenice you ready let's go All right, everybody. So we're super excited because we have a very distinguished guest on the podcast to help us talk about astrology. And I've been really excited for this topic that I wanted to make sure we had like an expert on just because mm -hmm. I'm obviously like <laughs> not the most versed in astrology and I didn't want to misspeak. So we have Jessica on the podcast. And do you just want to like introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Um, I am Jessica Lignato and I started practicing astrology professionally in 1995 and I have been doing it for my full-time living for just over 20 years wow. um, and I wrote a book last well it was published last year uh, called astrology for real relationships I have a podcast called ghost of a podcast which is just like hella astrology and psychic and woo shit um, if, if I might speak poetically um, and <laughs> I I just, and I write horoscopes and all that kind of good stuff. So I've basically dedicated the last 27 years of my life to the study and practice of astrology. I'm super obsessed with it and very opinionated. I don't know if that was a good intro, but that's, that. That's no, I love out. that. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. And then you also have a podcast yourself. Did you want to talk a little bit about what your podcast is? If people want to go out and listen. Oh, hell yes. Thank you. Um, so my podcast, it's been around for uh, just over three years and basically it comes out once a week and I do two things in every episode. The first half of the show, I read a listener's chart. Every once in a while, I'll have somebody on and I'll read their chart kind of like live, but mm -hmm. um, people send in questions and sometimes they're like, explain this thing to me. But generally they're like, I am sad. I am struggling. Will you explain to me what the fuck is happening? And then I break down 
down their birth chart and I give them advice. And so astrologically based advice. And so it's both a resource for people who are like looking for advice, but also for people trying to learn astrology, you get to hear how I delineate and kind of, and I share the birth data whenever people are cool with it. And so you can pull up their charts if you're that advanced and Mm. look along with me and be like, wait, how did she know that? And learn it while you go, which I think is the, it's the, how I learn is through like practical example. And then the second half of the uh, podcast, I do horoscopes, but it's not sun sign horoscopes. Um, I basically break down the astrological happenings, AKA the transits of the week ahead. And I talk about them both kind of personally and socially, politically. So um, kind of reinforcing not only good astrology, but also how the personal is political and the political is personal and how, you know, what happens for us as individuals is kind of reflected in the macro and vice versa. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I do think sometimes with Le Wu, it can kind of be apolitical and a little bit of like posy vibes only. And I'm super into negative vibes. I'm super <laughs> into, uh, I'm into like the truth and the truth is complicated and it's messy. And the truth is everyone has hard days and life is hard and meat suits are weird. If I, you know, bodies, physical existence is weird. So anyways, so I talk about all of those things and um and I honestly love my podcast. So if anyone finds that at all interesting, I recommend you listen because I love it. <laughs> yeah. So again, that's ghost of a podcast. Definitely check it out. Well, that's super interesting that you talk about um, what's going on politically every week, because I feel like that's not something that a lot of people think it is like a self-reflection when it comes to astrology and not kind of like the bigger grand scheme of things. So I think that's super interesting. Yeah. I, I and I, I should say probably not every single week do I get into the politics of things, but I try to always, I try to very consistently, I think is the probably mm-hmm. better word to, uh, to make that connection and reinforce that connection. And I think the reason why people have that association with astrology is because of, uh, and I put quotations, air quotes on this, women's magazines, having kind of created this content geared specifically towards women as like, feel good about yourself, love relationships, that kind of stuff. But that's like, you know, tip of the iceberg for what Mm -hmm. astrology is. Um, It's just kind of an accessible, easy to find form of astrology, that kind of horoscope. I totally resonate with that. Uh, Just a little context. I was born in 1996. So it's like- I had a feeling. Yeah, so I was like, (laughs) oh my God, Uh, her baby is astrology and that- That's my age. So it's really cool because I definitely grew up around like Cosmopolitan and all those magazines. Um, And that was really my first like introduction into what a sign is and what that means. And I guess it's not until I moved to New York and New York, everybody seems to be super in tune with their sign. Like you meet them. They're like, my name is blah. I'm a cancer. I'm a Leo. I'm a this. So it's like, it's really cool, but it's also like kind of intimidating because I'm like, I don't know anything about my sign really. Like I just got into it other than like what Cosmo told me like in 2011. (laughs) Totally. Well, it's a really interesting thing because it used to be in the olden days, AKA the nineties and all before that, it used to be the West coast is where you'd go for um, astrology and Lawu and New York East Coast, not as much, but that's really changed. Mm. And I, you know, I blame tech. I don't credit tech. I blame tech um, for the changes on the West Coast. But on the East Coast, you know, a lot of um, the publishing industry is in New York and, you know, astrologers, a lot of astrologers are, uh, you know, they're, they're interested in being published. They're writers and, you know, columnists and stuff like that. And so I think that that is part of it. I actually, um, 
a couple of years ago spoke broadly, which is, I think it's maybe now RIP, but it was like the women's imprint of vice, um, mm. broadly have had an astrology conference in Brooklyn and I got to go speak at it. It's just like a really interesting thing that's changing, but also I have so much to say about sun signs. I hope we get there because I have so much to say yeah. about sun signs. Yeah. I, th- I think, well, to get you there, the thing with sun signs is I think that like, for instance, my boyfriend thinks like astrology is bullshit. And he's like, well, how can they only be divided into like these whatever signs? And I was like, no, but it's so much deeper than that. If you really look into it and he swears that it's crazy, but I looked at his birth chart. I've seen my birth chart. We're very compatible. So whatever. But what do you have to say about sun signs? Well, first of all, I want to say your boyfriend is not original for being a straight man (laughs) who shits on astrology while knowing nothing about it. I feel like a dime a dozen, honey. Uh, You know, when, when people, and you know, you can read men, but people shit on something they don't understand. That's a reflection on how they relate to things that they don't understand. And and I think with astrology, there's this added, um, there's this added kind of like level of religion. You know, all religious institutions have a vested interest in people not having an independent connection to the divine. And, you know, when we think about religion, you know, astrology has existed before organized religions and astrology exists in every culture around the world, because for as long as humans were on the planet, they've related to the seasons and the planets, you know, that that Mm -hmm. like give us light and darkness and all the things. So, you know, it's a very, um, and I don't expect people, everyone to be educated about astrology or really about most things, you know, it's like you're educated about the things you're interested in. There's nothing wrong with not being interested in astrology, but when people act like they're authoritative on shit, they don't Mm -hmm. understand. I always point my finger and say, you reveal yourself, sir. And yes, it's (laughs) almost always, sir. Um, so, okay. So that's the first part. The second part is, so, okay. I'm going to reveal that I'm holding up my computer with books. That just happened. Now, you know, my dirty secret. It's not dirty. It's just a secret. So I want to show you here. This is astrology. What I'm showing you, I'm opening um, a book called the ephemeris and what this book is. And, you know, if you're not looking, if you're listening, it's uh, a bunch of numbers, a bunch of symbols and a graph. It's just like a, you know, a graph. Okay. So what it is, is it's a delineation of what zodiacal degree each individual planet is in, and we work with, you know, uh, 10 different planets, each of the 10 planets, what zodiacal degree they are on what day. And then what an astrologer can do when we look at this, this data is understand the geometrical relationship between those planets. They're called aspects or transits, depending on how you're looking at them. And that kind of uh, describes why we had Trump. It describes fucking COVID. It describes mm. economic upturns and downturns. It, it describes January 6th. It describes all manner of things that are social and collective. And it also describes, you know, why you can like sit around and watch movies with somebody and feel like it's romantic. And then with someone else, it feels like a waste of your time, you know? So Mm. it's like everything Mm. really personal and everything really social is described via astrology, but not by sun signs. The sun is only one planet. And the reason why we fixate on it in, in kind of like general culture is a couple of things. One is the sun represents the identity and the sense of self. And in our world, what's more important than I am like, Mm. look at me, I am. And what are you? I don't know. Like you're a podcaster, you're a 
whatever, a barista, you're a nerd, whatever. It's like all this identity stuff. That's the sun. So that's one reason because our society and our culture is fixated on identity. Another one, and this is the real, the real deal. Uh, forgive me for being somewhat cynical slash realistic. Um, the sun moves exactly one degree per day. There is no variation. It never retrogrades. And so every magazine from the beginning of time and all time forward can chart the movement of the sun and create sun sign horoscopes and not have to have any technical or substantive knowledge about astrology or the math behind it. And so, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, like a cheat, like, yeah. um, you know, it's like it, it, there's pop psychology and then there's meeting with an actual therapist. And then within therapy, there's like many different kinds of therapy. It's the same thing. When I was first taught astrology, I started studying in and don't gasp because it's just sweet old. I started studying in college in 1991. Uh, and I learned astrology from a Jungian perspective because Carl Jung uh, was an astrologer or like a student of astrology. And so, you know, these things usually surprise people, especially people who are like, it's all sun signs because there's so much more. There's just so much more. Obviously, I could talk about this forever, but yeah. <laughs> Super interesting. Definitely for people that didn't know, this was like a textbook. This is about three inch books just full of numbers, which <laughs> I think it's funny because like obviously astrology and like astrology, like a like the study of the stars um, from a scientific point of view, people always thought that was going to be an easy A. Then they go in there and they're like, they have us doing geometry, calculus, <laughs> all geometry. kinds of stuff. And people were all shocked about like how complex it was. But I was like, yeah, like the movement of the stars is definitely math. It's it's also variable math. That's the thing, because we're talking about organisms, right? Mm -hmm. So the variations that exist are they're, they're just we cannot always predict them. And so it's, I don't know, it's really cool. And this is my small ephemera. It's not my biggie. So yeah, it's it is a lot of math. And it's it's a it's like you're not going to be a great astrologer if you can't do geometry, unfortunately, you know. Um, and I think that said, there's like this new world we're living in where people have computers and they never learn the math and they never mm -hmm. learn the foundations. And on the one hand, it's still cool because people are learning astrology. On the other hand, it's problematic because a lot of people who are out there like publishing astrology content don't actually have a foundation. They don't understand how to do the math. And so there's a risk of them passing on, uh, you know, misinformation. And that further adds to the kind of, you know, the thing that your boyfriend does, which is yeah. like, astrology is not real. This astrologer said I'd have a good day, but Monday was shit, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. kind of a thing. That's my imitation of all men. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it's tricky and sticky, but, but uh, astrology is incredibly vast. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's something that is just an important thing to know. It's not just memes. Uh, memes didn't even exist until a few years ago. It's not just memes. It's been around since forever. Right. When you got started in astrology, did you realize how complex and how math it was? Like, how did you get your start? Mm. I, so I've always been really interested in astrology. Um, and, you know, as a kid in the, in, you know, when I was little, I was definitely like, I talked about astrology. I thought about astrology, but this was a pre-internet world. And so the only way you could learn about anything was in books. And, um, 
I got my first astrology book about Capricorns. There was no information about math. It was just like, you feel this way. You act that way. You're crumb, you're curmudgeon you know, like that kind of thing. And I was like super into the book. Uh, and I was like, I do, I am, it's true. And so then I was in my late teens. So I'm from Montreal, Quebec. And in Quebec, we have a different form of school. So high school is grade seven through 11. And then there's two years of something called CJAP, which is, it doesn't exist outside of Quebec. It's ridiculous, but it's also, you'll be jealous because it's a two-year government-funded college program that allows you to take university courses before you go to university. So you don't waste your money and your time mm-hmm. doing shit that you're like, actually, that doesn't work for me. Anyways, it was cool. And there was this yeah. alternative CJEP that I went to called the New School. And um, it was just very it was like they taught critical thinking, feminism. Like I took a class, uh, an ad busters class, which was about, you know, deconstructing advertising and thinking critical, critically about the media. It was very progressive. And in the school, there was an introduction class to astrology from a Jungian perspective. And I was like, that shit, that right there is what I will do. And I took the class. And uh, by the end of the semester, I decided that I was going to move uh, to San Francisco when I graduated. And I put air quotes on graduated because I didn't actually graduate, um, but that I was going to move to San Francisco when I graduated to become an astrologer. And so after the second semester, I took intermediate astrology. And, and, and in these classes, I learned the math of it. Mm-hmm. And my my teacher was a Capricorn and a total stickler for like learning properly. And again, this was pre-internet. So there wasn't like, I didn't have a computer. I had to do all the math by hand. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, hands and calculators. It wasn't the, the stone ages, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> so Um, So I did all those things. And then when I moved to San Francisco, I immediately found groups of astrologers and they were all significantly older than me. And, uh, you know, now I know it's like super hip and cool to be into astrology. But at the time, it was train nerdy. I mean, it's still super nerdy, honestly, (laughs) but like it was very like nerdy. It was all like me and um, and, you know, ex-hippies, a.k.a. boomers. Um, And I, I learned with them and I, you know, developed private practice and I learned that way. And I just, I did this thing that I feel like doesn't happen anymore because again of the internet, whereas I just learned slowly. Uh, I learned slowly and over the course of time and, you know, I'm still, I'm still learning obviously, but um, anyways, it was a long answer for your very short question, but that is what, it's what happens. I kind of have a question. So we talked about, like uh, you mentioned that people are really, like really would need a sense of self, which I see a lot with like looking up, obviously like your sign and your horoscope. I, I, so I'm wondering is if people want to start getting into it and start trying to read about themselves, how important is it that they go like past their sun sign? Like what should people be looking for when they're looking kind of for answers? Oh my God. I love that question. Thank you. Okay. So quick cheat sheet. Okay. So there's two things I'll tell you. The first is um, if you've ever seen a birth chart from, for Western astrology, which is what I practice, it is not a grid. Like people use CoStar are always like showing me these weird grids and being like, here's my chart. It's not a damn chart. A chart is a wheel and it looks like a pizza, like a big ass pizza with 12 slices. Each of those slices in astrology, we call them houses and each house has meaning. And those layers of meaning, this is a little bit advanced, but they're very fucking important. Um, What zodiac sign is on like inside that slice of pizza and what planets, if any, are there very important. Um, But the kind of like more general uh, general cheat sheet goes as follows. The sun is your identity and your sense of self. It's how you want others to see you. The moon 
It's your feels. It's how you process emotions. It's how you want to be loved and liked. And it's how you love and like others. It's super important if you're thinking about intimacy issues or childhood issues, or if you're having a family of your own. Uh, Mercury is how you learn. It's your mind. It's how you speak, how you listen or not, as the case may be with many people. Um, And it's like also how you, it's like the way you give DM is your Mercury. You know what I mean? It's like how you use social media, Mercury. Okay. Venus is sensuality. So it's like hooking up. It's not boning. Um, It's uh, body image issues, beauty issues, how people respond to the way you look. Um, I'm trying to not give you too much data, but it's also relationships and finances and your value system. What? So many things. <laughs> Mars is how you bone. Mars is chemistry and ambition and passion. Um, Mars is anger. Uh, so it's like how you get pissed off, how you express it. Um whether you're a hunter or gatherer in, you know, bed uh, or like leading up to bed, all Mars. Jupiter is, okay, so so those are like the private pra- mm-hmm. personal planets. Then there's a bunch of uh, slower moving planets. They're called generational or social planets. And they are delightful to learn about, but harder to learn about at first because they're related to inherited and ancestral conditions. And so they kind of like are planets that influence a whole generation. And they have so much to do with like, if you're looking for like trauma, immigration, class issues, um, kind of all the, the like heavy, deep stuff, you look to the outer planets and what they're doing in your birth chart. So Jupiter is related to, um, can be related to like higher education, learning, uh, religion and spirituality, uh, generally positive Im- immigration or immigration stories that are like not fleeing. Um, Saturn is, I mean, you must've heard of Saturn, right? You got to heard of Saturn. No, you haven't heard of Saturn, my Lord. Okay, here we go. Saturn is uh, a very big deal in astrology. It's related to maturing and growing up and mastery. And it's the planet that governs depression, uh, governs weed and hash. Uh, It's the alcohol is Jupiter in case you're into it. You know, I'm just going to tell you about drugs. Um, Then there's uh, Saturn. The Saturn return happens to everyone at around 29 years old. And then again, at around like 58, 59 years old. And then again, close to 90 years old. And it marks these major phases of maturity. And if you talk to anyone who's like 28, 29 years old, they're freaking out. And if you talk to anyone who's older than 33, they will tell you about what the fuck was happening at 29. And it will be like, OMG, it's a lot. So pull your people, have your boyfriend forward pull to some that. People. Looking forward to that next year, but it is a midlife well, crisis. It's, <laughs> it's not midlife. You plan on dying at 60. I, no, 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 no. Maybe. I'm midlife. <laughs> I'm midlife. You're not midlife. The, but the thing that's really cool about the Saturn return. So if you're, are you 27 now? Yes. Okay. So if you're 27, you're already in the phase of it because I, I come back to my cheat sheet, but trust me, this is good. Um, so at 27, what happens to everybody is that you start to feel like you're running out of time. Your life, you start to look at your life and be like, wait, what am I doing with my fucking life? Are these people my friends? Why are these people my friends? Why am I living like this? And you start questioning things. And that questioning is paired by a sense of, again, I feel like I'm running out of time. I feel like I'm getting older. People say crazy shit. Like I'm middle-aged when I'm in my twenties. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, But, you know, stuff like that happens. And it often is associated with depressiveness or things kind of feeling like they're falling apart or like you have to do something about them. And this leads you up to the Saturn return. 
which from an astrological standpoint is when you become an adult. It's when you're fully able to say, I know who I am, not just in the context of what I'm from, but in the context of my choices as an independent adult. And the sudden return, it can last a month, it can last a year. It's kind of like a wide variety there. But the lead up is always a couple of years. And so you're very much in it. And when it occurs, it's generally some sort of crisis of consciousness. And that crisis leads to greater maturity if you play it right. And if you don't play it right, then it just leads to uh, the problems you'll be working on for the next 30 years. Uh, <laughs> either <laughs> life is, you know, it's a pain yeah. in the ass, but it's real. But the sudden return is not, it's really a cool thing because it's one of those things in astrology that you can talk to anyone in these age groups I've named and trust you will see evidence of what I'm talking about. Um, so, okay. So my quick, quick treat sheet, that's not that quick back <laughs> to that, uh, the next planet. So there's only three more to tell you. Uranus is the planet that governs, um, technology actually, uh, and our sense of independence and autonomy, that, that feeling of like, I just need to fucking do my own thing. And I need to like individuate from people and situations that is Uranus. When we look to Neptune, this planet governs anxiety um, and a sense of dysmorphia or dysphoria. I always say the word wrong. I feel like I smoosh the words, but anyways, it's like a feeling like I don't belong. Um, it's also high spirituality and high arts. And when we look at Neptune in the birth chart, we can see issues related to class um, and a lot of health, physiological health issues as well, as well as mental health issues. And then finally, Pluto. Pluto is the baddie uh, of astrology. It's the healer and destroyer. And it is the place we look to for trauma and abuse in the birth chart and uh, also the tools and resources for healing in the birth chart. And again, when we are looking at these outer planets, we can see so much of the cultural issues that a person was raised with um, and how they do or don't, you know, impact you. Cause there's, you know, the, your lived experience, but then there's the epigenetic experience and uh, the birth chart describes all of it. That's super interesting to have that perspective. I think kind of connected to this is that obviously like it's super complex, but, and I think what I'm gathering, I kind of was going to pose this question on like, oh, you know, like, let's say you look up a your compatibility with either a friend or dating and like, how much should you really listen to it? If it is like, no, like you guys are not incompatible, but my thinking is these calculators are probably a little bit off, but if you're talking to an actual astrologer, you should probably listen. I like that take. Yes. Good take. Okay. Because when you're looking at sun sign compatibility, it's cute and it's fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can go, it's like if somebody's in the fashion industry and you, and they tell, and you tell them, oh, I just went to the mall and I saw all these great new styles. That person in the fashion industry might be like, hmm. Those are all knockoffs of what was happening last year in the fashion world, right? Like, it's just like, there's like levels of things. And does that mean what I buy at the mall is not good? No, it just means it's, you know, it's just not the same as like the high level stuff that was probably inspiring those styles. It was a weird metaphor. I went with it because you're in New York and I was like, I was <laughs> like, okay, I'll just run with it. But no, I the love point it. I'm trying to, okay, good. Because yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that sun sign compatibility. I never have used it. I will never use it. It's not for me, but um, some people get a lot of like, enjoyment from it. People like your boyfriends shit on it because it's objectively not substantive. It's like 
there's some substance to it, but it's not like, you know, it's not like a a consultation based on birth charts. The Mm -hmm. other thing is, and this cannot be stressed enough, common sense. You know, when we're using anything, when we're using psychology, astrology, you know, whatever, we should use common sense. If you have a great relationship with a friend and you read something or you talk to someone who's like, that's a terrible relationship. uh, Yeah. If that's not your lived experience, question the source before you question your own lived experience, you know? And I think people kind of forego common sense with the woo and I am forever encouraging them not to. I'm a fan of common sense. I, that's awesome advice, especially coming from like a professional, because I think, I don't know, I just sometimes get caught up in things that I read and I'm like, oh my God, how seriously should I be taking this or not taking this? Um, something to kind of go off from here is sometimes I hear a lot like, oh, I don't get along with like a specific sign. Like every time um, I hang out with like a Taurus or whatever, like they're just, we're just not compatible. So since you say like with sun signs, it's not really like, like that, I would say like prevalent into like, I would say like a relationship or a friendship. Do you think it's specifically the sign or is there something about the type of person that they are that's more likely as to why you're not compatible? It's, it's kind of both, you know, my experience is that like eight out of 10 times when someone comes into my office and they're like, I don't like Libras, Libras are X, Libras are Y, I don't fuck with Libras. They have like five planets in Libra in their birth chart or there's some very clear reason why. Yeah. We laugh because you don't know if it's you or not, but like, there's always a reason why we don't like the sign. Like there are certain signs that I always have a hard time with, or like generally have a hard time with, but there's a reason in my chart why that is. It's not about that sign. It's about, it's about where our kind of like issues are. You know what I mean? People say, people love to talk shit about Gemini's and Scorpio's. Oh my God. I love to talk shit about those two signs. I reject that. I reject shit talking based on sun signs. I reject sun signs. Uh, stereotypes. We can stereotype anything and anyone. It's not hard to stereotype. It's uh, kind of the lowest form of engagement that we can we can engage in. You know, I mean, to me, it's nothing. So I think that when people know very little, it's very tempting. And there's so many great meme accounts, and they've like a million followers or hundreds of thousands of followers, being like, all of these signs are constantly late. And it's like, well, bitch, everybody's late. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like these <laughs> general things are not substantive astrology, but they're fun for people. So they engage with it. I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? But, but when you don't like a sign, you have a lived reason for it, right? Like if you dated the same sign four times, it's tempting to be like, there's something wrong with them instead of looking at yourself and being like, what the fuck is wrong with me that I keep on dating the same person in different bodies? Like, what does that say about me? Because when we're willing to look at our own participation, our conscious choices and our unconscious choices, when we're willing to take responsibility for that, in other words, when we're willing to look at our own birth chart and stop looking at somebody else's birth chart, then our lives get more successful. Our lives get easier. And it doesn't matter if they're a Libra or Gemini or whatever the fuck it is, because you're engaging in a healthy and sustainable way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a, I had a, a guy tell me like, oh, you're a Scorpio. Like my last three girlfriends have been Scorpios. And I'm like, you should probably mix it up. Yeah. Mix it up. (laughs) And also just like, so all he's saying is I'm attracted to you right now, but I'm scared. Like, and that's not because you're a Scorpio. It's because you're his type. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like yeah. 
we all, you know, we all have friends at a certain period of our lives and you're like, everybody's super into this band or everybody's super into this thing. And similarly, we have people in our lives at certain times that are always like kind of like the same sign and you might not notice it because they might all have the same moon sign or they might all have the same Venus sign. As an astrologer, I know I don't date any particular sign, but give me a sun Venus conjunction and I'm into it. For some reason, everyone I've had a serious relationship with, we've had a sun Venus conjunction situation. So it's just like true intimacy, like real relationships in the real world are so much more than identity based. You know what I mean? Like my relationships have to do with chemistry and like verbal exchange and like a shared sense of values. There's so much to it. And if you're having super, super superficial relationships, eh, just fuck with sun sign astrology. You don't need anything more. But if you want like your life to be deep and meaningful, yeah, you need to go deeper with astrology if you want real substantive answers. I like that. What's your like best relationship advice if someone is just like coming from an astrologer? Like what would you tell people? So, okay. So first I'll say, I this is my book, Astrology for Real Relationships. And it's broken into three sections, friendships and chosen family, because as far as I'm concerned, friends are family and community of platonic loves is family. Um, and I think will be more and more so for, you know, younger generations and has always been true for uh, queers. I'm queer as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hookups and early stages of dating is the second section and then long-term relationships uh romantic relationships is the third section and um i'm just sharing this in this moment because it really there's not like one form of relationship advice that i mean i will i will in just one second but i will first (laughs) deny it and then i'll do it Um, uh, so there's not just one form of relationship advice because the reality is like there's so many people i talk to usually women that are like i I really want to be in a relationship right now. I really want to be in a relationship. Why aren't I in a relationship? But then when we talk about it, they don't fucking want to be in a relationship. They're just scared of being single and alone. And so the advice I would give to that person is radically different than the advice I would give to someone who's like got a boyfriend who's good, even though he shits on astrology. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was I was pointing fingers. Yeah. I was pointing fingers. Um, we're going we're gonna to make fun of him. We're we gonna have to do that. It's okay. Um, thank you very much. He, he basically, he invited it. Um, yeah. The... And, and different for like a friendship, right? But the, so, so, so I think that there's this thing. So again, there's this way that people turn to astrology, people who like it, who love it, who are kind of suspicious of it and want simple, easy answers. And this is how we end up with like conspirituality and QAnon Michigas in the world because people want simple answers. And the truth is there are very few simple answers that are substantive when it comes to life and real relationships. So that said, Here's, here's the general, general uh, relationship advice I give as an astrologer and I give to you freely. It is this, I'm sorry, (laughs) but this is what it is. It's uh, take responsibility for your own shit. You know, Uh, no one is responsible for managing and maintaining your boundaries, but you, nobody is responsible for managing and maintaining your wellness, but you, nobody is responsible for making sure you're in healthy relationships, but you. And so when somebody reveals themselves to be incompatible with you, unkind, bad at sex, whatever it is, it is on you to not take it personally, but instead to be like, thank you very much. This was fun. Moving along. I am moving along because your choices make up your life. And I think that we lose track of that in life. And I think especially, you know, a lot of times women are nurtured to not be that way, but the key, as far as I'm concerned, is, you know, run your life like it's your fucking life. Like treat yourself like your best friend. Be good to yourself. Take responsibility for your choices. I know it sounds non-astrological, but I assure you it is also astrological. 
Yeah. It's great advice. We always talk about boundaries, boundaries and boundaries. That's a big one. And then also just like taking care of your shit on like a lot of levels. Like, you know, I always say I've gotten professional mental health help me with my <laughs> shit and it has helped made me way more successful in life thus far. So hopefully pushing that through. What resources would you give people who are interested in astrology? So definitely listen to my podcast, pick up my book and uh, astrology for real relationships, understanding you, me and how we all get along. Um, and if you're more of a like listener, there's an audiobook version. Uh, I sat in a booth for days on end and I read the book out loud. So I beg people, get the audiobook. Just make me feel better for sitting. I mean, it was very long. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I did an audiobook. It was weird. Um, and also, so there's my podcast, there's this. Honestly, and this is so annoying of me to say, but nothing replaces study. People are just like, I get astrology. Nobody fucking gets astrology. You study astrology, you learn just like anything, you know? Um, and so there's lots of really good like intro books that are really uh, systematic. There's like workbooks out there. If you're serious, don't just get an app that feeds you uh, the answers. Instead, get a workbook that teaches you how to be an independent and critical thinker that teaches you how to move beyond. This is just my lived experience. This is what my, all my besties are thinking, feeling, and doing. Cause the only people that you have in your personal life are people who resonate with you in your birth chart. So when astrologers are only talking about their lived experience and their friends, that's not the most helpful thing in the world. You know what I mean? So it's, that's a really important piece is like, eventually, if you're serious about learning, get a damn workbook and fuck with that or take a class. If you know, if you can afford that, it's more expensive. Um, I also have a Patreon, so you can join me on Patreon, but I don't just do astrology. I, I teach astrology. I teach tarot. I talk about animal communication, uh, psychic shit and mediumship because I do all those things. I'm very woo. Uh, very woo. So all those it. things can be found on the Patreon, but uh, yeah. Those are, so those are some good starting points on my Instagram. I always forget about this, but I have in my highlights and this is like an old highlight, but I have in my highlights, like I've done a couple of videos where I walk people through the books on my bookshelf and like recommend them and show the book. So if people are like, I want to get books, uh, that's, it's there for you and it's a resource and it's free and all that kind of good stuff. That's amazing. All of those links are going to be in the description box and yeah. also on our Instagram. So click through and we'll, we'll get you those. Plugs of the week. Okay. Plugs yeah. Of the I week. got plugs of the week. Plug of the week. Okay. You guys, this is a little bit, I'm plugging my local library. Okay. Everyone go to your local <laughs> library. So this might seem off topic, but my local library like reopened in Seattle and I went there and I hung out for about two hours and I was like, wow, the vibes in here are kind of immaculate. You know, like it was quiet. They, I saw some like children, which was really cool. I don't get that much exposure to young people. So it made me, you know, live, feel a little bit alive. And also the librarians there were very helpful and resourceful. And I don't think we sometimes uh, use our tax money we don't um, enjoy all that our tax money funds and a lot of our tax money goes to public services like local libraries. So go in and get your library card because if you are buying audiobooks or any books, you're really a sucko. You could be saving a lot of money with a library card. So shout out to your local library. Okay, for my plug of the week, I am plugging Carrie and Go. She sells African-inspired products they're and then they're handmade. I recently bought some stuff from um, her. 
um, at a farmer's market. Well, it was, it was like a little market <laughs> on Rockefeller. When I was walking, I bought like the cutest uh, beaded uh, waist chain. And I was like, this is a vibe. Any, any every outfit needs this. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff. There's like totes. I know people are really into those. Everything has like a print. We love a print. Fanny packs and the crossbody bags that are very in style right now. So definitely check her out. All right, you guys. So that's the episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it. I had a blast. It's always nice having experts on the podcast. We want to say thank you to Jessica. If you like this content, let us know by liking us, liking it on Instagram. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok. You can find us at thanks the number for your concern. Also go follow Jessica, but my personal Instagram is at Bernice ADSM. And I'm at LL Tutor. Before we go, remember be a good person and subscribe <laughs> to the podcast, rate the podcast and tell a friend. Do a good deed not, today. You're a bad person. Bye. Bye. Bye.